0: And welcome everyone once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And uh, this is a special Wednesday edition, which we've been running the last several weeks, uh, because we have recordings from the IFCA clinic that took place the uh, first week or so of March. And uh, we had a chance to talk to uh, coaches uh, about the portal and the impact it's had on both collegiate and high school level sports. And today is no different. As we're going to have the Kurt show today as uh, Coach Kurt Mallory from Indiana State University will be talking to us. And also Coach Kurt Tipman from Fort Wayne Snyder High School, the head coach there. He'll also be talking to us about the portal and giving us some more insight from the perspective of high school uh, sports and recruitment. So that's the show coming up for this special Wednesday edition. I think you'll enjoy it and you'll find it interesting. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Okay, coaches, summer camp season's here, which means there's weights and conditioning as well as camp. And you might be in the market for camp t-shirts, camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cap Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With well over 100,000 different products available, our designers can come up with a unique item that will create a lasting impression on your future high school football players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916, and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And uh, we've been focusing here on uh, the portal and the impact it has on uh, both our high school and college coaches and uh, my Hall of Fame podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber. We've got another very special guest with us and one of our favorites on the show, and I'll let Coach uh, Huber introduce uh, our next guest.
1: Okay, uh, one of my favorite kids. Uh, he's a kid to me. Uh <laughs> course, everybody's a kid to me, Kurt. But yeah. uh, Kurt Mallory, uh, known Kurt since he was a kid, and uh, coached with us uh, at Ball State, and have followed his career and uh, just in his family and and everything about him is 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 good. I mean, this is what coaching's all about. And so, uh, Kurt, we really appreciate uh, you. Uh, we just got done listening to you talk to the group and. Um, doesn't surprise me but uh you let yourself on fire and uh (laughs) and uh you know that's what we're looking for so anyway thanks for coming and uh we want to we want to kind of you know why don't we follow your career first and then we get uh then we get to uh uh some portal stuff and that kind of thing absolutely
2: well i got off to a a great start in my profession uh I got a great opportunity. I uh, was a graduate assistant at Indiana University. Of course, my father was the head football coach. And, uh, you know, just like anything, you know, timing's everything. And uh, Coach Bill Lynch was our our quarterback coach at the time and uh, got uh, hired as the head coach at Ball State. And I had the great fortune to uh, uh, to go there and get off to uh, a great start uh not a not a good start but a great start and bill lynch was our head football coach and of course met you there coach and uh some of my closest friends in this profession were on that staff and uh and how important it was to get off to a great start and uh in my six years at ball state and bounced around a little bit uh was in the mid-american conference at central michigan and akron uh went back to indiana uh, as a secondary coach i was there for about three years and then uh, Ended up at uh, Illinois, where I was there for five years. I was a defensive coordinator. Um, and then uh, went to Akron uh, to, to be a defense coordinator. I went back to my alma mater, uh, University of Michigan, where I coached with Brady Hoke. Uh, I was a secondary coach uh, for four years. And then uh, to Wyoming with Craig Bowl for two. And then uh, back, back to my home state uh, here going on seven years. I uh, haven't been anywhere longer. Uh, and uh, wouldn't be happier being where I'm at today at Indiana State.
1: Couldn't keep a job.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really. A gypsy. Yeah, so. You guys are gypsies anyway. Well, yeah, well, know, that's right. A little bit. But, uh, now an incredible career and incredible credentials, Coach, and uh, leading Indiana State. And uh, we want to talk and kind of head in the direction yeah. here of this portal thing that, uh, you know, uh, we've talked to several coaches over the past several days from both collegiate level and the high school level there. We just want to kind of get your input on it and sure. the impact it's had on you and on your program and on your players and coaches. So I'll just kind of open the door and let you uh, uh, go from there.
2: You know, uh, with us, it's been positive. Um, you know, we, uh, with the, you know, the COVID, um, all our young men graduated. Um, and so we had some guys that may have a fifth or may have a sixth year mm-hmm. and, uh, but had their degree. And, uh, you know, communication is critical. And uh, so I sat down with a lot of young men that were kind of in that they're a backup, they're coming back for their fifth or their sixth year or what have you, they've got their degree, and let them know, you know, what the plan was and that they were uh, most likely going to be a backup and that we had some young guys that were going to come up and they are going to have to compete and and so forth and had open discussions and and they appreciated that. And so we had a good amount of guys that uh, moved on and, uh, you know, may have wanted to – Uh, go in the portal and see if they could maybe drop down a level, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe go down to division two or division three or NIA, but uh, uh, nonetheless, very positive. And then in return, you do get some unexpected, um, where maybe you you had some injuries. I had a couple, uh, uh, I had two quarterbacks, for example, both I thought were coming back and both had their degree, had job opportunities, you know, weren't sure they've had some injuries and then, decided they weren't going to come back. So there you go. You know, you're looking at the portal to fill some, some gaps there. I had a place kicker um, who had an injury his Peck and uh, that was the end of his career. He had already come off a a torn quad. And so you had to look for a place kicker. Sure. And then we had a long snapper decided he went, you know, so it's just, we were able to fill some spots. So this year we, we focused uh, we didn't lose anybody uh, really uh, for the most part. And so, uh, we did take three young men off the portal, and uh, we, we signed 25 uh, high school players.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's um, my concern as a high school uh, coach is um, the impact it has on the high school kids mm-hmm. because the bottom line is for you guys that are at the collegiate level, I mean, obviously winning is important. Yep. And if you got to choose between uh, a 20-year-old that's played a couple years in college ball as opposed to an 18-year-old who's never been in college ball right. – that kind of, I mean, that's a pretty simple choice, mm-hmm. I mean, for you guys to do. And that kind of puts the, um, the high school kids on the back burner. Is that the wrong interpretation or not?
2: Well, I, you know, I can speak on our behalf. You know, mm-hmm. you'd like to, uh, you still like to predominantly go through the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been our, uh, that's been our philosophy. Um, we're always going to, uh, hopefully, majority of the young men we sign are, are high school um, and then you fill some holes or gaps or what have you. And, uh, but, uh, we haven't gone the, the route where we're taking predominantly, uh, young men off the portal. It's been predominantly high school players. Right. right. And, uh, but there's certainly their benefits, but I think the more you can stack classes on top of each other's, that's where you get your continuity. That's mm-hmm. where you can get your closeness. Um, and I think that's how you build it. And that's just been our philosophy. And, uh, stacking classes on top of each other. Not that a young man can't transfer in and fit right in. Cause sure. that, that certainly has happened mm-hmm. and guys, uh, but when they come in, they're around like-minded guys. I think it's easy to fit in if you're coming off
0: the portal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the other thing too, and I want everyone to hear this because when I was listening to you speak there, uh, Indiana state, uh, Recruits at Indiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of players that are—you well, gave us a number. Yep. What, sixty? Sixty-three. Some, yep. Are from Indiana. That's right. And I, 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 just think that that is really cool. That, uh, you know, you look to your state, uh, and you guys are just leaders in that area mm-hmm. of getting uh, our kids out of Indiana to play for Indiana State. And I think that's
1: fantastic. So, how you know. does how does it uh, relate to your league? Okay, mm. you're in a, yep. league. Yep. Oh, in a tough league. Yep. Oh, I mean a tough league. And, incredibly uh, tough. Yeah. You know, so how does this all relate to your league? I mean, how does, you know, how does it all fit in?
2: Yep. Well, you, you mean as far as the young men from the state, their home state, or just?
1: Well, the home state and plus the, the uh, you know, your conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, how does, you know, are, are they uh, more active in the portal in your conference? Oh, I got gotcha. you. You know, from that standpoint. You,
2: think? you know, I think it's uh, it's team by team. You know, I think some teams uh, may have more um, than others, um, but I still see more high school players than I do guys off the portal. Um, as a whole, um, everyone you know is taking players off the portal, but still
1: see more high school. I still in our mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the high school kid. Uh, I don't remember who we were talking to. It might have been Ryan uh, from uh, Purdue, but uh, Ryan Walters. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about, and I, and I said, you know, if you look at this from the standpoint of the, of the portal, is the lower, you know, the mid america the mid-major, okay, the Indiana states and, and uh, ball states and, and your league and everything, um, do they benefit from this from the standpoint that they may get kids whose ability level is better than they would because these kids might have gone somewhere else. I mean, is yeah. that have you seen that uh, to be you know is that a trend or yeah, yeah. you know I think um,
2: that's a good question. I uh, you know I think you know I, 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 I see I see a lot of really good players and um, you know still very competitive. Um, you know we you know the guys that we're recruiting against are teams in our conference and. Uh, and I don't know if that's really changed. Um, but, no, I, I do think that uh, uh, you're seeing a really good player. And to say that you would normally get him in a nori, it's hard to tell, Coach. I, I don't know if I can answer that quite. But uh, I, I just know that uh, the one thing that I am seeing uh, is the level, you know, the type of players that you're seeing in the state of Indiana is uh, just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I think also, I mean, what um, – you know, and what I think coaches uh, talking about here also is the guys that are in the up- the big time programs. Yep. They're probably going to use that portal more than the the second level tier are going to use. And when they do that, uh, all of a sudden the kid we were talking to Coach uh, Chipman out of Fort Wayne Snyder, he had a quarterback, pretty decent quarterback yep. there, and he couldn't get a a sniff from any of these major schools because they had taken kids out of the portal that had two years of experience playing college ball. So therefore he could look at and consider going to NAIA, division one, division two or division three, whatever. And that really opened up some doors for him. So it's kind of, that's kind of a good thing I would think. Well,
2: I think there's a lot of really, I mean, you can't take, we can't take them all. And I know there's a lot of good players Mm -hmm. that, uh, I wish I could. I wish I could take more. You know? Right, sure. <laughs> and uh, I know that I, I've I've talked to a lot of high school coaches, and you know, I I can feel their frustration because you know I had a son go through it, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're you're sitting there, and you know we just we it's not that we're not signing high school players, we just
0: right we we, we filled up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Supply and demand. That's I mean, right. You know, yeah. So yeah. no question about it. Well, uh, does it uh, have? Do you have or how do you feel like if a player is playing for you and he's played a couple of years for you and maybe for whatever reason he ends up to be on the third level of the depth chart or whatever, come to you and say, "Look, coach, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to play here, but there's an opportunity for me to go play." Um, I mean, uh, how do you deal with that? Sure.
2: Well, I think those are kind of those are great discussions, you know, and and uh, and you know, some of them. Uh, and they just want an honest opinion, mm-hmm. you know? And I think when you communicate to a young man about, uh, where they're at and where they need to get to, um, you know, I, I've had guys that have come in and, and, and have been third string and I told them, like, Hey, you know, you, you got to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're a freshman or a sophomore and your time's going to come and mm-hmm. you see them do that. You know, right. I heard Eric Moore talk about that at Center Grove. Sure. You know, they had... Uh, his junior class were all scout team players mm. and he had to replace I don't know was it 15 16 <laughs> yeah. starters yeah. they won a state championship yeah exactly and uh, they stuck with it sure and uh, you know I heard coach Freeman talk about it as well you mm. know just about you know they chose Notre Dame right and uh, and this is this was their choice and you, and you need to stick it out and and I, and I think that's that's the, the main message that I think we're all saying to these guys is that hey you know, this is where you need to get to. And if it's just a point where, Hey, I want to go to another opportunity, then you, at least you have those discussions.
0: You know, the thing though, that bothers me about it too, a little bit is in, uh, you know, I've been around it for over 40 years, uh, and something that's preached to me from the time I was a very young coach, the loyalty is yep. important. And, uh, I think that this really puts a dent in that because, you know, you go in good faith. I mentioned the fact that we've got a kid from Warsaw coming to play for, uh, yep. Indiana state, Russ, uh, Winchester. And, uh, you know, the loyalty that he has to the program and, you know, uh, and we talk to our kids about that, loyal to us as Warsaw Tigers, and now you're moving on here, you know, you owe, owe loyalty to that program that's putting enough faith in you to say, we're going to give you a chance to get an education basically right. for free. So I, 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 to me, there's a real conflict there mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you sign on for four years or until you get your degree or however it works, and, uh, you know, I think you I think there's a level of, in my mind there's a level of expectation that you fulfill your commitment in that regard. But this portal thing's changed that all. <laughs> yeah. Well
2: yeah, it is. It's you know I think the the one thing that I think you always uh you know, you can get discouraging and I've I've been fortunate that it hasn't had it happen much, if any, with us. It's just a surprise. You know, right. when there wasn't their communication and and a young man tells you everything and then all of a sudden you turn around and he's on the portal. Right, right. Uh, you hear those stories, but, you know, I've been very fortunate. And I and I really, uh, you know, I credit the coaches that I work with and, uh, and the culture that we have in Indiana State that uh, the young men enjoy being in being right. Indiana State.
0: Mm-hmm. And the other side of that, too, is, I mean, if, if I sign with you to uh, play for your university, there's no guarantee that the head coach is going to be there for four That's years right. either. Yep. I mean, it works two ways. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and, again, there's so many – uh, variables involved in making those decisions that I don't think you can, you can't, you can't blame a kid for wanting to have a better opportunity to go play somewhere else. If he can, the same is true with the coach, the kind of money that they throw at coaches and, uh, the different, uh, benefits that they can get, uh, life-changing kind of situations for them. You can't blame them for that either. That's right. You know, but anyway, um, coach, I, I haven't got got any more questions there, Ted.
1: No, not really. I think Kurt's explained, you know, his, his situation Last in week, Indiana yeah. State. Um, you know, we appreciate that fact. And, uh, you know, his his situation is different than sure. any other situation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? I mean, if he was somewhere else, like uh, if you were with Brady at Michigan, it'd be a yep. whole different situation. Right, right. It'd no be question. a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, we talked to, uh, you know, Purdue and uh, – I said, "Is there, uh, is there have and have-nots in the Big Ten? <laughs> and he and he looked at me. And he said, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, Coach Allen said the same thing and, too. And, we're, and we're talking about the, you know, the NIL. Uh, yeah. we're talking about right. that. And uh, of course, I don't suppose you get, you know, into yeah. that very much. But um, you know, it in other. In other situations, you would. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, this will all settle down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hope so. You know, we we talked to Ryan again, and he said he was talking about the fact that um, you know the uh, COVID uh, has made and you referred to it the fifth year player, the six year player. Yep. Uh, and he says uh you know that added that adds to some of the problems and uh he thinks it's going to settle down. And so, yeah. I hope so. You know, hopefully uh somebody uh in the right mind uh with the NCAA <laughs> gets uh will figure grip. out yeah. that uh, somebody better be in charge of something mm-hmm. here and uh so that uh you know we can maintain college football. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Well,
0: well coach, I right. just um um you know, Mallory and in Indiana football is just a name. It's, uh, you know, it's the first family in football as far as I'm concerned and uh, across the state. So we really appreciate you taking some thank time you. and uh, talking with us. You on a top-notch program. We wish you nothing but success as uh, you head in with the Sycamores and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, wish you the best as you continue on and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more right after this. Okay, coaches, summer camp season's here, which means there's weights and conditioning as well as camp. And you might be in the market for camp t-shirts, camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cap Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With well over 100,000 different products available, our designers can come up with a unique item that will create a lasting impression on your future high school football players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916 and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again, to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, along with my Hall of Fame uh, partner, podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber. And we got another very special guest with us. And I'm going to let Coach Huber introduce our guest as we uh, talk once again and exploring the portal and the impact it's had on our high school as well as our college uh, coaches. So, Coach Huber, it's all yours.
1: Okay, we have Kurt Tipman, head coach, Fort Wayne Snyder, uh, past president of the IFCA, now the safety director, uh, eight-man football director. What don't you direct? Uh, <laughs> Kurt, right? Uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it, it's you got a day job, okay, and uh, something that we don't have. But anyway, we really appreciate Kurt taking the time to do this. Uh, everything he does is for the IFCA and for Indiana football. So. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before this uh, uh, about the portal, okay? So, uh, in a nutshell, uh, how do you, uh, you know, how has it affected you and uh, and your players?
3: Well, I think, you know, first, we, we keep in contact with our kids that are out, you know, playing college football at different places. And the old stigma, you know, was you, know, you stick it out and, you know, we didn't have kids leaving, and, and I think for the first time this, this past off season or this past turnaround, um, we had a kid at Purdue that graduated from Purdue and then had another year of eligibility, and, you know, he said, you know, as a coaching staff left, um, he explored the portal, and uh, for him, just in conversation with him, a very positive experience. But he just wanted to try something different, you know, go play football somewhere else in a different part of the country and ends up at, uh, you know, in the, in the South at, at Auburn and, you know, will be a completely different experience. I mean, he had opportunities to play at other places in the Big Ten and just thought maybe, you know, it'd be cool to play his last year somewhere different. And so, um, in, in that regard, it's been a very positive thing. But for um, you know our high school kids, you know one of the the issues is you know I think reduced opportunity right right because right. Um, just the way it works we have and it's been different for different kinds of positions. We had a quarterback this year, very you know capable, mm-hmm. uh, recruitable uh, kid that had a, a goal of playing Division One, like a lot of kids do, and mm-hmm. was certainly willing to walk on just had trouble finding those kinds yeah. of spots. And, and as coaches would come through, you know, my question has been, you know, how is the portal changing things and, and um, the, the transiency of of the athletes? And, and their direction was, you know, advice to a kid like this quarterback. Um, you know, he's just – the walk-ons earning a scholarship at a Division one level probably just isn't going to happen it anymore. Disappear, yeah. Right, because as spots come open – you know they're always going to search in the portal for them right? Kids, right. You know, and and even quarterbacks. You know, it's just it right. might be rare for a quarterback to spend four to five years at a Division one school developing, right? You know, where he's able to earn playing time or earn scholarship money or whatever. And so it's it's made us kind of rethink the process for some of those specialty positions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's probably going to continue to evolve. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it just seems to me like I mean and i understand uh, we've talked to the college coaches and we're talking to uh, the high school coaches here uh, i understand the perspective from if you're a college coach and your your job is literally on the line you've got to go out and find the best guys that you can and why wouldn't you take a 20 year old that's had a couple years of collegiate experience over a 18 year old kid that's never had collegiate experience and maybe uh, he may not be cut out to play college ball. so i totally understand that, but I, th- I think the whole overall picture, in my mind, is it's damaging to the whole process. I mean, at least the way it used to be, as to now this new new way of dealing with it.
3: Well, it's certainly going to be different. Yeah. Um, I think it's still so new. I mean, it, it's been around, but this right. is the first offseason that we've really felt. Right, the difference. impact of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, as coaches come through, you know, during the rec- recruiting windows, you know, We've been very, you know, inquisitive about you know how do you think this is going to change things? And right. You get some different answers from sure. different coaches, but no question at all, it's changing things. Right. Right. It's, right. It's changing, and it's it's we're seeing it as decreased number of opportunities for for the high school, school player
0: and, and good know, players.
3: I, I try to think mathematically about it because I'm right. a math teacher. Absolutely. but I mean, you have the same number of spots mm-hmm. that are available, and you know, they're shuffling around school to school, mm-hmm. but the same number of kids are taking up those same right, number right. spots. You know, this year maybe it, there's still some after effects of COVID because there's still kids playing on a COVID yeah. year or have an extra year. So it's just different.
0: Well, different. You, you know, mathematically, and trust me, I never got too close to any math rooms, Coach. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, uh, there's it seems to me like, now you've just opened up a whole new group of people. There, it's a supply and demand thing. There's more supply than there has ever been on the market. I mean, kind of looking at it that way. I mean,
3: uh, and
0: I think that that hurts um, uh, high school recruiting uh, because they just aren't gonna take that eighteen-year-old over the twenty-year-old that's had a college experience. So now I did in talking to some of the coaches, though. One thing it's done too is it's really helped out Division Two and.
3: Um, you know, NAIA
0: and Division Three guys, because now they're looking pretty good, you know, to a lot of kids. So, And that, and, that's and they've always be, been good, for yeah, that matter. I and think. that's
3: going to have to be some of the mindset change yeah. of high school athletes, that scholarship opportunity, I mean, it, it, there's not just Division One opportunities no. out there, and there's really good football. Sure. Division Two and Division Three here in the state of Indiana and the Midwest, mm-hmm. and, and the NAIA schools, I mean, it's yeah. good football and it's yeah. competitive, and well, great education opportunities yeah. where those kids need to yeah. rethink that. And that's our job as coaches to, to help redirect some of their thinking. Right. And, uh, we feel like it's a big part of our responsibility to keep parents informed sure. and, and to keep the athletes informed of, of the process. So, you know, that's another reason why we've been so inquisitive with the college coaches as, as they've come through to try to relay some quality information so they can Continue to make informed decisions.
0: Well, and, and a, a great story I know personally. We had there out of we had a young man out of Warsaw that when he was a freshman, you know, we we're all kind of wondering, you know, this kid's got a lot of talent, but he's on the bubble with all kinds of different re- for all kinds of different reasons, sure. family reasons, whatever. And uh, you know, he ends up uh, going through the system there, uh, getting his act together, and he ends up with a, uh, a scholarship. Uh, well, to St. Francis, and uh, that kid would have never had that opportunity to um get an education now he's also a pretty good football player and for that level he'll he'll do well there but uh man i just think that that's like you said and you know it better than i do it gives kids opportunities uh to get an education and to break the cycle that they're in and get out of it i think that's that's a great backstory in my mind uh, that goes way above them playing the game of football
3: well, I mean, that's originally why it all was developed right, <laughs> to right, be right. able to provide those kinds of opportunities for kids. We see that a lot. I mean, sure you do. Yeah. There are a lot of kids that come to school because they're yeah, playing athletics and, yeah, yeah. and they're participating in football and maybe wouldn't even consider college sure, if yeah. it wasn't for the opportunity to continue to, to participate in football. And so it's changed. Yeah, We've we've witnessed changing in lives and providing uh, a, you know a lot more opportunities mm-hmm. for their adult life and you know, oh, sure. to, to their quality of life mm-hmm. we all know that you know education is the key to you know improved quality of life and improved being able to contribute to society and right you know those kids that have been able to benefit from that I think have all reaped oh yeah a, you know great deal from that educational experience Absolutely. playing college football yeah no
0: question about it. Well, I think all, overall, too, uh, the the way that the um, I, I, my question to the college coaches has been, does this, I mean, if you've got a good kid here and yet uh, he's third on the uh, play chart and he wants to go play somewhere else, how do you deal with that? And, uh, you know, there was mixed reactions to that, too. But the bottom line is, you know, none of them want to stand in the way of the kid improving himself or just like if an assistant comes to you and says hey i got a chance to be a head coach somewhere well you know you're gonna try you're gonna support him and try and get it as much as you possibly can um to go in their favor so
3: and it seems like a double-edged sword for them too and i mean you know they have situations in the past where you get a kid that's on scholarship on your team that you know probably doesn't fit there there sure Sure. whether he didn't turn out to be the quality of player that you thought or he's lost some motivation or whatever. And right, and now maybe he's a fit somewhere else, but then that instead of being stuck with that scholarship spot for the next four years or five years that he can leave and you know, right. it opens it up and to try to attract another kid sure. at that school. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe in the, in the grand scheme of things at the end, Kids will end up where they should be. Yeah, yeah. It just is going to look like a different process to yeah. get there.
0: Well, and, it, you know, we all – it's all about competition. I mean, what all – everything we do is about competition. So, uh, it's uh, – in my mind, it's just become much more competitive uh, to get that scholarship and to to play at those levels regardless of what level it
3: might be. So,
0: I think that's open uh, – you know, that's kind of a different way to look at it. That's just kind of dawned on me. Yeah, that's another another way of looking at it, so
3: – well, and now I think, you know, as with a lot of things, it filters into high school. So a lot of people think there's a transfer portal in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, there <laughs> is not. Just to be clear, yeah. there is not. And so, you know, I think we'll see that a lot as high school coaches Right, do. absolutely.
1: You know, in talking with the college coaches, uh, they think that, you know, the initial blast, let's say, uh, of this, it's all going to settle down eventually. They think that the COVID uh, had a lot to do with this because we've got, you know, we got an excess number of kids, right? Excess number of kids, uh, as far as the 60 uh, year kids and, and and that, and they they think it's going to settle down a little mm-hmm. bit, and and they truly believe, I think, that the I, at the uh, NCAA, is going to finally decide that hey, somehow, some way somebody's got to get control of this
0: thing. Right. And
1: uh, it's all going to work out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in talking with the college coaches, they they say, you know, off off camera they mention different things than they do on camera, if you will, as far as behind the microphone. Because, uh, you know, as one of them told us, uh, you know, I don't want my kids to hear me say that I'm not in favor of it because – what I'm saying is, uh, with that, um, you know, I don't want you to benefit from your skills and from right. your image and everything. Right, so, right. Uh, if I do that, then I'm going to lose my football team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't think anybody's happy right now. Right, well, right.
3: And, and they can't speak out of both sides of their mouths. As I mean, the transiency of college coaches from job to job is – I mean, that has increased dramatically since sure. – you know, Coach Huber, when you were coaching in college, you know, that the, the, there was movement, but not to the extent. I mean, it, it, you don't spend more than one or two years at one place yeah, anymore, yeah. you know, as an assistant. It right. seems right. like you bounce. And And as I look at it from the player's perspective, you know, the advice we give to players, I said, don't pick a school because of the coach because that guy's going to change four right. times while you're there. Right, right. You know, and that that's just your position, Coach. Maybe your head coach changes twice, too. Yeah. But yeah. – um, it's, yeah, I mean, to ask kids to, to make that kind of commitment and then coaches leave as frequently as they do, that's, that's mm. tough.
0: You throw a lot of the big money with this uh, image thing that's going on in there too. That That's almost, I'm, I think it's really tough. I mean, if I were a kid, 18 years old, and someone offered me half a million dollars to put my image on a cereal box or wherever, I mean, my God, that changes the whole, that's a life-changing amount of money. I mean, you know, so. It is,
3: but. I think that that dynamic is changing college football more than anything. Yeah. And um, the inequities that that has created greatly, you know, further divides the haves and the Mm -hmm. have-nots. I mean, it's a great thing for for college kids to be able to earn money, you know, due to their their play. But just from talking to the, the way it's been working it's different at every school. They're interpreting the rules differently. Yeah, yeah. They're applying the rules differently, mm-hmm. and it is a, it, oh. it's a, it's it's a circus. Yeah. To, to use their words, uh, a circus in the way kids are dealing and and uh, coaches and and colleges are dealing with you know this new well NLI. And it
1: became I, a part of the recruiting is what it is. Right. It's recruitment mm-hmm. instead of you know the likeness part of it. I think. Uh, we're going to pay you this much so you'll come to our school. Which and, is supposed
3: and, to be illegal. You're yeah, not supposed right. to be able to offer of the incentive of yeah. you'll make this amount of money if you come to right. X school. It's okay, you're at this school. Here's some opportunities for you to earn some money based on, you know, your prowess as an, as an athlete. But right. that's not the way it's been. Well, I,
0: you, got, you open the door for alumni money to start flowing in there like a river. I mean, and the and the halves have got that kind of money to do that. So. Yeah. I
3: mean, well, you know, maybe my old head way of thinking, but the, the key ingredient in all of this that's changing it is money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Money. No question.
0: Absolutely. No question. Money. The pursuit so, of yeah. um, money. Pursuit of the legal tender, as Jackson Brown would say in a song. So <laughs> no question about that. Well, Coach, we appreciate you spending some time with us here. It's, uh, you know, this is a fascinating topic. It's one that's going to uh, you know, like we've said with several, of the, it's a wild, wild west out there, and how this is all going to—it's got to have some sort of parameters to it. And the NC2A has got to be the driving force behind that, I think. So, well, no they've question. opened
3: up—they've opened up a huge box, and it's going to be hard to kind of put everything back in the box. Absolutely, you can't get the toothpaste so, back
0: in the tube. so yep,
3: yep. no question.
0: Well, the coach, thanks for being with us, there And uh, we certainly, uh,
3: you know, for
1: Wayne Snyder's a
0: heavyweight, always involved in this. And go ahead, Coach.
1: Did you talk about eight-man? Oh,
3: yeah, we want to talk about eight-man football just for a moment. Let's, sure. Give us sure.
0: an update on that, Coach, since you're the kind of the head man on that.
3: So, um, in the 2023 season, we will have six teams competing um, with an eight-man schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they'll play each other, but they'll also play across the borders. Uh, they'll play some schools in Illinois, um, some schools in Michigan, and, mm-hmm. and some schools in Ohio. But um, the returning teams, you know, Union Duggar, Rock Creek Academy, um, Waldron High School, um, you know those schools, the Indiana Deaf School is going to join, mm-hmm. and then Lafayette uh, Faith Christian, okay, um, which is a uh, academy in, in Lafayette, Indiana, is going to begin, and they're going to start football for the first time and, and you know play eight-man. And mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's been a it's been you know good mm-hmm. uh, we have two teams that played 8 man last year that are now moving on to 11 man oh wow because of the progress that they think they made in that mm-hmm. in that first year Blackhawk Christian in Fort Wayne and Irvington Prep Academy in Indianapolis you know mm-hmm. both be playing 11 man schedule so um, it's it, i think it's continuing to grow mm-hmm. uh, there are several other schools that um, are kind of on the fringe of, of getting it started, right? You know, they're still trying for 23, but uh, have indicated if not then, you know, they're, they're strongly right. hope it'll happen in 24.
0: Um, so here's, you're, we're seeing progress and yeah. it is what you're saying. Yeah, there's progress.
3: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest place we'll see progress is existing schools that are playing 11-man now at lower levels, mm-hmm. freshman JV levels, can play an eight-man game to be able to continue to have a freshman team. And, right. And that's now become that's gaining some ground and, mm-hmm. and some force around the state, especially in conferences that that, you know, consist of small schools yeah. where maybe they haven't been able to have a freshman right. team in struggle the past, to get it, yeah. But they can now play amongst each other an eight man schedule with freshmen mm-hmm. and, and keep those kids um, together and, you know, developing more age appropriate. So I, I think that's where we'll see right. the biggest impact here initially until more schools, um, you know, come out of this and, you know, join playing right, football.
0: Right, right. And the development, of, how about the in regard to the development of coaches? I mean, if you're an 11-man football coach, you can probably certainly coach the eight-man game. Uh, it's changed the stuff, but uh, do you see that being a problem, getting coaches to coach at the eight-man level?
3: No, no, I don't okay. think so at all. I mean, I kind of think of it as you got five-on-five five basketball, and then you always see these three-on-three three tournaments yeah. <laughs> pop up. It's, it's, I think it's very pretty similar. The game's the game. Right. You're still going to block people, mm-hmm. um, and you're still going to tackle people. Sure, sure. Um, and so I, I think the rules, you know, we talked yesterday at the board meeting. Officials, you know, the state officials – can do a, a Friday night 11 man game and a Saturday morning eight-man game yeah, yeah. And, and the transition of those rules is pretty easy and mm-hmm. um should facilitate you know them being able to do both right. and I think the same thing for kids and coaches you play this week you know maybe our JV team plays a 11 man uh, against another school and then the following week an eight-man yeah yeah because okay the, who we're playing but what it does is it keeps kids playing and, sure. and allows them to to have competition against other schools instead of having to, you know, forfeit a game and, and those kids don't get to play anywhere that week and you know, with the hope that they get in the varsity game or, or not play at all. Right, so right. I think that's what it's gonna mm-hmm. create.
0: That's an interesting mix. That's uh you know, because even in the Northern Lakes conference Center, we've had uh last two or three years here struggled with some of the schools within the conference to uh, to have a freshman team. In fact, they just incorporate, in some cases, their freshman team into their JV team, and there is no freshman schedule.
3: Yeah, kind of call it a C team. Yeah. And, and you see a lot of communication among the coaches. You know, we're looking for a C team game because this team in our conference, you know, couldn't feel the freshman team. Right, they right. feel the JV team. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just the small schools. You're no, right. There's some big schools that, for different reasons, you know, struggle to get kids yeah um at those lower levels and it's it's just not a good experience for a freshman to play against seniors oh no, no. Um, it's really in it's, most cases it's not good for a sophomore yeah, right? yeah unless that kid is really physically able right it, it does not provide a, a valuable and a rewarding experience yeah. for that young kid says, so we want in. we want to be able to ensure that they have opportunities to play learn the game enjoy the game figure out that this is something that they want to commit to doing and and uh, have fun doing it that they can learn from in the process. Right, right, right.
0: Well, that's an interesting update, and I certainly, uh, ever since I heard about this um, uh, a year or so ago there, I'm, and I know across the state, I think, uh, you know, the whole Coaches Association wants to see this fly because just as you were saying, we get more kids involved in football, the more the merrier, and uh, to have a good experience with it and uh, uh, to be with the coaches and their teammates and all that, that's that's good stuff, so I hope that uh, it continues to expand.
3: Yeah, and, and there's some concerns. I mean, if I'm a, a, a school in a in a conference that consists of one A schools, and there's some teams that all of a sudden drop from eleven man right. to eight man, now I have a hole in my schedule yes. that I got to try to fill. And sure, so we have to work th- through some of those kinds of issues mm-hmm. to make sure that we have plenty of time to compensate for you know right. lost games and and also build new schedules for teams that are going to become. From, go from 11 man to 8 man, and you know, with the uh, the new um, development of this, we're kind of working through some of those details right. and, and trying to provide a timeline where we can get it done that that manages and fits the needs of everybody involved. Absolutely.
1: Big thing is that it's it's positive, right? Positive, It's positive, and the kids benefit, and uh, you know, there's a way to do it, and people willing to do it, and. We appreciate what you've done with it because yeah. I tell you what, you've got a day job and and uh, you're organizing eight man football, uh, throughout, <laughs> you know, at that time.
0: So, and running uh, uh, one and of the top programs in the state too, so right. that so, all adds up.
3: Well, we have a great staff and a great community of of support at our at our school at Snyder High School, and you know, coaches that really care about the kids and kids that really want to work hard. So that makes it a lot That's easier. It's
0: a good combination, you bet. Well, well coach. Right.
3: Go ahead,
1: Coach Oh, Huber. great, 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 yeah. great.
0: Good stuff, Coach. We certainly uh, thank you for your time and uh, wish the Panthers the best of luck here as you move on through. And uh, 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 we really appreciate your time.
3: Well, I appreciate it, guys, and I'll look forward to hearing some more of the podcast. Uh Really enjoy it.
0: Well, thank you so much. We'll be back with more. Okay, coaches, summer camp season's here, which means there's weights and conditioning as well as camp. And you might be in the market for camp t-shirts, camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cap Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With well over 100,000 different products available, our designers can come up with a unique item that will create a lasting impression on your future high school football players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916 and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. all right coaches there you have it a couple of great coaches from great programs with uh, of course uh, coach uh, kurt mallory from indiana state university the sycamores down there doing an incredible job the kind of guy that you'd want your kids to go play for in fact we have one of our kids from warsaw russ winchester that's going to be heading down to uh, uh indiana state uh, this coming fall and get involved in that program and we're excited about it and i know coach uh, uh, is also excited about it. I know Russ is excited about it. And also, of course, Coach uh, Kurt Tipman from Fort Wayne Snyder, one of the most storied programs in the state of Indiana as far as it goes to high school football. So we always enjoy having him on the show as he's instrumental in a lot of different facets of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We know you've got uh, you know, summer camps and all those kind of things coming up, so we wish you the best of luck and keep doing all the great things you're doing for our kids out there. Have a great week.